Hello and welcome to Wherever You May Be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea. My name is Olivia Bazaglo and joining me today is Charlie Skillen and Chris Davis. Right, Charlie, like you just said off air, we should be waking up hungover in Madrid right about now. Still, I know, it's such in- a shame. <laughs> it's such a shame, but still an incredible result. Yeah. Like, incredible. As we- as we speak, I should be legging it to the airport, having woken up too late to catch my plane. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of how these things usually work. But no, a, an amazing result. And I was talking to some friends this morning about the last time we won an away Champions League knock- knockout game, which was 2012. And you think, if you look at that record and the record of the teams, that play Atletico Madrid in particular, it really puts into context just how good a result it was. Um, it was it was brilliant. I mean, they they were very poor, I thought, but we did everything you would want in an away Champions League knockout tie, and I I, I thought it was brilliant. And I mean, that's got to go down as one of Chelsea's great all time Champions League goals, isn't it? Oh, it was. Do you know what? He's got so many of them in his locker. I wasn't even surprised that Olivier Giroud just pulled that out when he, whenever he fancied it. Chris, I was saying uh, to you guys just before we started talking that you know. I, this is the first goal. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. This was the first goal under Thomas Tuchel that I've actually celebrated. You went mad, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, um, I actually, I, I actually quite enjoyed the the ridiculously long pause for VAR um, <laughs> with, without without replays because I had absolutely no idea it was going to happen. So uh, I got to celebrate twice. But um, yeah, I think I think this showed. Um, the difference a an experienced coach makes i think um i'm not saying frank lampard could never have got us to this point but i do not think uh, that performance would have been possible um this season under mm. what we were seeing from from frank lampard charlie like chris says there thomas tuchel has actually become the first manager in Champions League history to win an away knockout tie against Atletico Madrid. That is some feat to do within your first eight games um, at a new club. But were you surprised to see us dominate the entire game? Um, I thought we were always going to have more possession than them. That's, um, That's indicative of the way the two teams play, certainly the way they play and the way that we have been playing under Tuchel. Um... But to, to to cut out the mistakes and to, you know, deal with what they had to throw at us relatively well, particularly as the game went on, I thought we were quite shaky as it started. Um, I thought was was incredibly impressive. I I do agree um, with Chris that Tuchel has brought like a little bit more kind of calmness and experience to the way that we play. And mm. I think that stood us in massively good stead last night. Do you think this system now, it's proved that he's working? You know, he's done it. We haven't had the greatest of opposition, um, you know, in the last few games. Obviously, Spurs was the notable big one. But to do to do that and to play his way, you know, with, with Marcus Alonso at left wing back, especially with that midfield pairing of Jorginho and Kovacic, does this prove that his system is going to work, you know, against the smaller teams and against the bigger teams? I mean, it's certainly working for the minute. I... I... I mean, obviously, he knows a hell of a lot more than I do, uh, unfortunately. But but I, I still have questions about three at the back going forward, particularly when, you know, um, I, I'm not convinced on any of the three centre-halves. Um, I would like to see in Premier League games 
us mm. try to control the middle of the pitch a little bit more. I mean, we, we've, we've got all of the ball in that area of the pitch, but just control it with a little bit more impetus and forward thinking. I still think some of our intelligence and execution in the final third of the pitch um, is lacking. But, I mean, that is not to do with the system. And, and, and Tuchel, to his absolute credit, has recognised that in interviews. I've been really, really impressed mm. with his interviews after the game. So I, I, I think it's quite clear that he knows what needs to be done. And if mm. this system is how he thinks is best to achieve that, then I I mean, I certainly back him in doing that. And Chris, what did you make of Chelsea's passing yesterday? Because like Charlie said, Tuchel's been very honest with his sort of, um, or his opinions on our final decisions. And he said it yesterday when asked um, on BT Sport whether he was happy with his, play- with his players passing. He said yes and no. I wondered what you made of it because... I know what I made of it, so I'm wondering what you made of it as well. Yeah, um, it started particularly sloppily, I thought, um, especially Jorginho. Jorginho, to me, is still a bit of an enigma because he was signed to be this sort of um, metronome and then also kind of capable of, of clipping, especially in games like that where you're literally playing against a back six, is what it was for long periods having a player who can sort of clip a through ball over the top, which we saw him attempt to do a few times to, to Cullum hudson Adore, mm. But his accuracy is just off far too often. And I think we don't really get a good enough return out of him in, in a going forward. Um, you kind of get one or two of those lovely assists where he's knocked the ball over the top. I think last season he did it against Burnley and Watford and then you can literally count on one hand the amount of times he does it a season and I think when we signed him from Napoli we were expecting a lot more of that um otherwise yeah I think again into the final third it was always quite difficult but I mean the the forwards were so crowded out that Mm. every time it went into Giroud and into Werner um they were literally just not even taking a touch and just knocking it back to a midfielder um so I wasn't that surprised that our goal came from what was ultimately a mistake from the defender. Mm. Um, and thankfully, we had the perfect man um, <laughs> standing beneath that, that dropping ball to, to put away a ridiculous finish. It's difficult when you play six at the back, isn't it, to try and break through that. We're sort of four at the back, so even hard, hard to break through, let alone six at the back. Now, you've mentioned Jorginho there, Chris. Charlie, he's missing for the second leg. Is this a big miss for Chelsea or does this give a chance for someone like N'Golo Kante who I personally thought would have played in a game like this and I thought he was brilliant when he came on and it was also brilliant in the first half against Southampton as well. Is this is this a straight swap, um, an easy decision for Tuchel to make and are we going to miss Jorginho in any way? Um, well, I, I mean, I think they do different jobs and I, th- I think that we will miss someone doing that job. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Jorginho and I agree with Chris that a lot of his passing was well off kilter last night. Um, I, th- I think we'll slightly have to change the way we play because I, I, Kante is not that man to sit there and, and pick out those passes all day. Mm. He's much more of an energetic player. Um, I think maybe maybe asking Kovacic to do that role or might be a bit of a bit too big a risk to put Billy Gilmore in, but um, it's certainly something he's going to have to look at. I, I, I think... What Jorginho is, he's completely unique in the squad. Um, mm. So if you feel that that role has to be fulfilled, then Jorginho not being available is a loss. And obviously Mason Mount not being available is a huge loss as well. Um, I think that it was a weird game last night because 
obviously the goal came from a mistake and an incredible um, piece of skill. And it was very frustrating to watch, but I think it's one of those that might have been frustrating to watch, but actually when you look back on it, away against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, in the mm. knockout stages, it was actually, you know, I mean, even if even if it had finished nil-nil without that mistaken incredible skill, it was a pretty good performance and, and certainly did what we needed to do. I, I really thought they um, they overestimated us in a way, I thought, the way they played, um, sitting that deep. And like when they had the ball, I thought they looked much more dangerous than we did. Like in the final third, especially, they moved it so much quicker. Like when they mm. did get um, Saul and Jao Felix on it, um, I thought Suarez looked a bit past it. So it's a bit of an indictment of where La Liga is at, I think, considering their top. Um, but yeah, I don't think they needed to play that way against us. I really don't. I think they they could have nicked a couple of goals if they mm. if they'd been a bit more adventurous. But especially and, early on, I thought there was a period. I was—I remember saying it. I was like, I don't know how we're not losing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I literally came out of the block so quickly, and within that first five minutes, I was like, oh gosh, like please calm down. <laughs> um, but do you think now, Chris, we're going to see an entirely different Atletico Madrid approach because they? To me, they sat back and settled for a nil-nil. That was the draw they wanted and they were trying to hit one on the counter, but they didn't really test Bendy, didn't really have any clear-cut chances. Um, do you think we're going to see a whole different approach when they come to Stamford Bridge, as in attacking-wise, they're going to come at us? And in that case, maybe having Kante and Kovacic in there instead of Jorginho might work in our favour? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, they literally have no option. They've they've conceded an away goal and lost the game. Um, so they have to attack, which is obviously not what, um, a Simeone side is known for um, but yeah I think it, as much as those suspensions hurt us I, I think it probably as we've, as we've talked about with Jorginho it probably helps to have Kante in there anyway Kovacic is sort of undroppable at the moment probably um, mm. and then it, that gives an opportunity in a big game for someone like Kai Havertz or uh, Hakim Ziyech I'd probably like to see Havertz starting a bigger game because um, I think he he needs needs the game time and needs the test. Um, but if if Atletico attack like they did last night, we shouldn't actually have any issues seeing out. And they've been a bit more leaky defensively, so there's there's no betting against us um, now being a, a goal for ourselves too. Yeah, and, and Thiago Silva is going to be back for this one, hopefully, fingers crossed. So, obviously, that's another that goes in our favour massively. Um, we've spoken, well, Charlie, you mentioned this, Mason Mount out for the second leg. It didn't really fit, you know, everyone was making those niggly little fouls all around the pitch and he let everyone go, bar that one in the first couple of minutes, which consequently meant that Mount now misses the second leg. I thought it was slightly unfair. He was brilliant again yesterday. He was, you know, that that one particular bit of play where he literally took the ball, slid, you know, jumped over a couple of players, just came and played a beautiful ball to Timo Werner. Um, that just, for me, epitomised everything that Mason Mount is about. Um, no matter who's going to step in, whether it's Kai Havertz, whether it's Hakim Ziyech, Mason Mount is, to me, Chelsea's best player. Um, and... Charlie, how much of a miss, how big a miss is he going to be? Just his, Even if he's not, you know, assisting or scoring, just his energy and work rate that he gives every single time he steps out on that pitch. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a huge loss. I mean, uh, he's certainly been Chelsea's best player over the last two years. Um, and yet again, it was, a, it was a test put in front of Mount that he passed with flying colours. 
you know, he, you, you kind of add it to his CV. He was the driving force in an, an incredibly good result in away in the Champions League. Um, he, there were a lot of question marks when Tuchel took over, especially when he wasn't named in the lineup against Wolves in the first game. But he came on in the last 15 minutes of that game and was like almost like bizarrely man of the match for his performance in the last 15 minutes. And he has made himself completely key to the way that Tuchel plays now. And he has been Chelsea's best player over the last few games again. Um, and it is, has just been incredible to watch his development from, you know, a championship midfielder. And we're, like start of last season, we didn't, you know, because we had Ross Barkley in the squad and who's obviously a much more experienced Premier League player at mm. the time, kind of thought that he would be an option off the bench. He acquitted himself fantastically last season and he's just gone from strength to strength. He's been even better this season, imposing himself even more on games and making himself even more crucial to the way the team plays. And this is all now after, you know, Frank Lampard putting such kind of um, stock in him and his performance and picking him every week. He, is, he again, has made himself completely undroppable and Tuchel's most important player as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, he's that first game, I think, was a bit of an eye-opener for Tuchel. And, and yeah, now, obviously, of course, he's played every game. Now, we will have him, luckily, for the Premier League game against Manchester United. But before we look ahead to that, we haven't spoken about Chelsea, uh, Southampton Chelsea yet. A 1-1 draw. They have been in awful form coming into this game. They've just picked up one point in six games. That was obviously against us. Krish, were you as disappointed as sort of we all were? Yeah, uh, it was pretty poor all round. Um, again, what I would say is the positive is that we kind of showed the metal to, to, to equalise and take something from a game that maybe a few weeks ago we would have we would have lost. Um, but considering how long we gave ourselves to find the winner, uh, that kind of problem with our, our creativity reared its head again, I thought. Um, because yeah, unlike against Atletico, there was there was no mistake that that gifted us a goal, um, and there was no moment of magic, which it feels like we've been relying on since uh, Tuchel took over. Um, we have a bit of a problem with creativity, and we're not probably not scoring anywhere near as many goals as we should do with the attacking talent we have at our disposal. Um, but at the same time, like Southampton were good, they made it difficult, um, especially defensively. So it's it was difficult to have too many complaints because we didn't we didn't exactly outplay them. Yeah, Ch Charlie, how are you feeling going into this Manchester United game? Because you know it was all rosy the first however many games under Tuchel. It's a bit of a disappointing result, but you can obviously, like Chris says, you can sort of look past it. Um, we haven't beaten Man United in any of our last six Premier League games. You you confident? Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am. I, I think I think the players and uh, the club will take huge confidence from last night. Um, Southampton was a setback, but you, if you remember, we all called that, didn't we? We all called that last week that that was a much more difficult game than, than people were thinking. The Southampton one, um, mm. they've they've had problems with their form. Man United, we've been in much better form than them over the last four or five weeks. Um, I, th I think we can be confident, but I think we need what we need to do is recognise the magnitude of this game, which is that it it is really like the a, such a such a defining statement for where we at where we are at um, under Tuchel and and with this group of players and with this system. If we were to beat Manchester United, uh, who obviously you know only, only not not too far above us in the league, um, 
I think it would it would set a huge marker and, and set huge kind of um vindication of of Tuchel and what Tuchel is trying to achieve and um his his system so I I, I am confident but I but I think it's 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 such a big game and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it uh Chris are you worried that you know like the last game you know Charlie said this is obviously a massive massive game in terms of where we're at right now but they're currently six points ahead of us they can go nine points ahead of us if they win for them and for us is it going to be a do not lose like it was last time and that's when we saw a boring nil nil can you see a game like that happening again yeah, uh, <laughs> I've I've found in in sort of recent history, Chelsea for Man United is never as good as it sounds on paper. Uh, to be completely honest, but yeah, and and again with with a fair amount at stake this time around in terms of the points gap. Um, yeah, you could you could foresee that. Um, I would say, as Charlie said, we we're more consistent than United at the moment. That's a plus. Uh, we're still unbeaten under Tuchel, so. Uh, it's there's no real favorites i wouldn't say um they obviously have a day uh, two days less rest than we do but that could come into play uh and we're at home so fingers crossed uh it's a it's probably tuka's biggest league game yet it's so far isn't it because tottenham didn't exactly put up a fight um so yeah i mean hope for a better game i wouldn't bank on it though put it that way <laughs> Charlie, what do you reckon? Where do you think this game's going to be won and lost? Because I, do you look at the United defence and think our attack, you know, with Olivier Giroud, whether it be Tammy Abraham, someone like Timo Werner, can really exploit a Man United defence? Well, yeah, and but but also um, I worry about the pace of some of their attackers against mm. um, our back three. I certainly kind of have flashbacks of what Minamino uh, did to our back three, given literally one oh, chance God, in the yeah. whole in the whole half. Um, people like Marcus Rashford, well more than capable of doing that. Um, so I, th- I unfortunately, I, I think as true as it is that our attackers can cause what is it incredibly um, unconfident centre half pairing that they have. I, I, I fear that the same the same is true of ours, and I I think it will be kind of who kind of doesn't slip up on the day. I think it will be an incredibly tight margin game, um, and and I just hope that we're able to fashion a chance like we were last night definitely right now it's time we've you know we sort of looked back we've looked ahead now it's time to answer some of your questions that you've been asking us um a lot of them of course are to do with the massive result yesterday now danny p sorry danny we haven't got time to get through all of them but i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick a couple of them because they are really good points um krish danny p has said alonso surely can't keep starting massive games right yeah i think um as we've uh, you uh, you guys have been saying, I, I started off by defending Alonso um, initially because uh, he he started off alright as the wing back, but I think against Southampton and last night it, the cracks are beginning to show, um, and I think it's probably a good time to bring um, Ben Chilwell back in, especially yeah as as Charlie said against the likes of Rashford who'll be playing out wide, um, probably on the left I guess, but also. Um, depends he starts on the right for United but Dan James has actually been a really good goal scoring form if he plays um, So lightning someone... quick as well lightning exactly, quick Dan yeah, James is exactly um, and some, I mean, it, Alonso didn't technically do anything wrong last night but I just thought he looked really sh- sluggish and um, 
as I said, if Atletico had been more adventurous, they they really could have taken advantage of that. Um, he looked; it was a bit of a mismatch with him and him, him and Correa, but Correa ended up doing more of a defensive job than he did. So luckily, we got away with that. Um, but yeah, I think it's about time for for Ben Chilwell. Uh, right. Okay. And Danny also says uh, we haven't actually spoken about this, and I think we he deserves us to speak about this, Charlie, because. Danny's asked, does Christensen deserve time still when Thiago Silva comes back? Now, that answer might be no for you, but he kept Luis Suarez in his pocket last night. And I thought Andreas Christensen had a very, very good game. He did. He had an excellent game. Um, I think in a in a game where Chelsea have 70% possession, Christensen is one of the types of defender that you want. Um, I, I think he, he does much worse in the Premier League where teams are more ready to pump the ball into the box where they're more ready to fight airily at corners and I, I I don't think he's got the he's got the the attributes needed for a Premier League centre half Christensen games like last night when you have to play slightly differently when you've got a lot of the ball but it's also not particularly a physical battle admittedly Atletico are kind of an anomaly in terms of Spanish football but I don't I think Christensen while he was excellent last night, has let us down too many times in the Premier League uh, through his, for want of like a, a more intelligent phrase, for his lack of like bottle in the in the challenge, which is which can be tested so often in the Premier League. Definitely. And I quite like this one from Vikram, Chris. She says, do you think the game's outcome would have been any different had there been fans and at the stadium and had it have been played at the Wanda? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt um, that that would have been the case. I think we've already seen uh, just in this in this last 16, um, both last week and this week, that um, home advantage is less of a thing. And even the nerves, I think, like usually you associate the first leg of, um, of the knockout rounds in any round, um, once you get past the group stage, is always really nervy and, and sides uh, are willing to play for a draw. Uh, or a nil-nil, like like Atletico were doing last night, I guess. But, I mean, we've seen um, Liverpool score two away, PSG scored four away, Dortmund Sevilla was really high scoring, Bayern scored four last night. So I think there is there is definitely a case um, that the home advantage is gone and the lack of fans, especially in a stadium like the Wonder. I think even though Chelsea won there before, that would have been a completely different kettle of fish if we'd been playing away there with fans. Great memories at the Wanda, right, Charlie? Me and Charlie actually met up. We saw each other out in Madrid in 2017 when we played that game, and it was incredible. Wasn't what a it? night that was. Oh, what a night that just was. what a trip. 28 degrees in the Spanish sunshine. It was unbelievable okay right just final question from Chelsea Shade Shorts and Sangria that was before yeah <laughs> before we get too too into this uh Madrid chat which yeah it was unbelievable right what would Charlie we can't finish on you what would you consider this is Chelsea Live has tweeted this what would you consider achievement this season this season under Tuchel now winning the Premier League isn't a possibility is it um, just well, Charlie? Is it is it just getting top four or is it you know getting top four and a good run in the Champions League yeah, certainly. I, I, I think getting top. I mean, getting top four is really kind of the most important thing. But I think if we can supplant that with obviously, you know, navigating past Atletico Madrid, having given ourselves a very good um, head start, may, maybe getting to the maybe getting to the semis or or even further in this sort of crazy season, 
Um, and then look, you know, it, people might think it's less important, but we put ourselves in an excellent position to do very well in the FA Cup as well. So I think those, a club like Chelsea, um, with the players we have and the kind of mentality we have as a club, we have to be aiming for the top in every competition we're in. The league is out of the question quite clearly. So we need to make sure we consolidate our top four position and then do as best we can in these um, knockout competitions. Well, yeah, we obviously got we got a good draw, didn't we? Sheffield United in the FA Cup. And of course, that Atletico Madrid game is only half done. We've obviously put ourselves in a very good position to get through to the quarterfinals as well. That's all we've got time for today. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Chris. You've both been brilliant as always. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already and if you enjoyed what you heard. Now, we'll be back again next week to review that Manchester United game. Of course, hopefully three points and getting closer to a top four finish. But we will see you next week on wherever you may be. 